What's up, Tanner J. Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tanner J. Man Show, and on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh the J-Man Munt, we appreciate you listening to our podcast. If you're a new listener to our podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at. If that happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review as that helps us out a bunch. Watch our podcast live every Monday night from 6.30 to 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on the ISC Sports Network. And make sure to give us a like on Facebook and a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Tan and J Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy some hot takes, topics, picks, and more on a brand new episode of the Tan and J Man Show. It is Monday night. I hope um, you can see me because my uh, computer just froze. Um, I got gotcha. so you. I don't know if I was a little late, uh, late coming in, but uh, it is another Monday night. Hard to believe it's already Monday. It seems like we were just doing this like yesterday, uh, but uh, it is another episode of the Tan and J Man Show, number two eighty-eight. I believe is that two eighty-eight. You got it. Two hundred eighty-eight consecutive weeks. Yes, yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> that's that's a lot of pods. Uh, I mean. Yeah, when our first episode was the Monday after Thanksgiving, 2016, I believe. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, we might not be the most popular, we might not have the most listens or anything like that, but hey, 288 consecutive weeks is something to be proud of. I think. Yeah, we 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 stayed constant. You shared a video on our Facebook page yesterday, I believe it was yep. May 22nd, 2017, five years ago. Yeah. Uh, Things things done changed since then. Well, yeah. I mean, um, we started recording I was beardless. this. this yeah, you were beardless and you had more hair. Uh, <laughs> we, we started recording in this studio I'm in right now in 2017. Uh, later yeah, on like in 2017. August? Yeah, yeah, August. July or August, man. And then uh, last October, you moved to Illinois. So we started doing it remote, mm-hmm. which we kind of had some experience doing at the beginning of uh, when COVID and the pandemic started in 2020. We did it remotely for a little bit. And, and that's something I always bring up too, is we didn't stop in 2020 when a lot of people stopped. Right. We just, it was, uh, down. yeah, it was rough. It wasn't easy. COVID, it wasn't easy. Somehow we, we, we always got an hour. I, I don't know how we did it. Uh, looking back and I need to go back and listen, uh, to our shows back then just to see what we talked about. Uh, cause there wasn't anything going on. A lot Nothing. of lists, a lot of lists, and we had yep. to get creative, which... Uh, yeah, I remember we we did like a trivia segment, like 15, 10 or 15 trivia questions each week uh, for each of us, so that was kind yep. of fun, but uh, yeah, yep. I don't know how we did it. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, episode 300 is going to happen in, in August, I think it's mid-August, I'm thinking we need to incorporate some trivia or something, yeah, something kind of fun, fun that we don't normally do uh, for episode 300, so... I agree. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot to talk about tonight, J-Man. Uh, yes, sir. Crazy weekend around the sports world. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to talk about Justin Thomas winning his second PGA championship of his career and a wild comeback that saw him beat Will Zalatoris in a playoff. Um, got some NBA final or not finals yet, NBA conference finals action going on. Uh, MLB, things are moving hot and heavy like always. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then Indy 500 coming up this weekend, so I'm going to have to <laughs> make my prediction for that. Uh, I always forget. I can't believe it's Memorial Day already. I know. It's uh, I can't believe today. it's crazy. We're almost done with the fifth month of month of the year. It's uh twenty twenty two is flying by. It's gonna be June next week. It's insane. Yes, yes it is, but uh we'll just keep on uh, keep on keeping on, as they like mm-hmm. to say. I got some birdie bogey for you this week. All righty. Let me get the banner up here. 
NBA related. Imagine that. Uh, I had me... I had three questions, but I narrowed it down this afternoon, and I picked this one just a few minutes ago. Just so. Give me a bogey now. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe you'll get it. Uh, Bam Adebayo. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. I always butcher it. Adebayo. 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 I'm, I'm a huge, huge Heat fan. Man. Oh, yeah. Always have been. <laughs> he became the fourth starting center to lead a team in points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks in a playoff win since steals and blocks became official in 1973 74 73 okay can you okay. name those other other three centers man three of them a couple guys come to mind they're probably not remotely correct but uh that's a good that's a good question there and birdie bogey is brought to you by noble gnome llc for fresh locally grown nutrient dense produce from bryce and katie romine of mintone indiana like them on facebook follow them on instagram and check out their website noble llc.com yeah Giovanni. <laughs> Gosh, that sounds like it hurt. Felt pretty good, actually. I think I needed to get that one off my chest. Need to clear your throat a little bit there. (laughs) Just a little bit. Got to, got to get the smooth talking to get out. So, well, here's one of the other trivia questions I was going to give you, and decided not to. And I want to see if it was smart by me, uh, smart of me not to give you this one, or if it wasn't. Luka Doncic. Uh, over the weekend, he has um, eclipsed 800 plus career postseason points. He joined what two players as the only players in NBA history with 800 play 800 points through their first 25 career playoff games? Um, LeBron, one of them. He is not. All right, I should have gave you this one. Jordan didn't get that far. Um, Michael Jordan is one of them. So he is one of them. Um, <laughs> Kobe? No, good guess though. I don't know. Wilt Chamberlain. Should I, sh- I should just guess Wilt regardless because it seems like he's in a trivia question answer Quite every single week. Yeah. Wilt Wilt had eight hundred sixty-seven points. Jordan had nine hundred seventeen. Yeah, Jordan was a he's a pretty good ball player. Not there. bad. Uh, how how many does uh, Doncic have? Well, the other night, this was on Friday. He needed twenty nine entering Friday, and he okay. got that, and then he got more last night. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's only twenty one, maybe twenty one years old. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, what was yeah, I dude. doing when I was twenty one years old? Nothing. I was doing nothing. <laughs> Oh, I could, I could, I could share some stories, but I won't, yeah, I won't, yeah. I'll, please, I'll, please I'll save the please nation don't. for, uh, maybe for another day, but here's another quiz question. <laughs> I was thinking about a birdie bogey question. This one was golf. So I started, decided not to do that, but I want to see if you can do this. Name five of the 10 golfers under 50 with two or more major wins. Under 50, two or more major wins. Well, we got, uh, there's five of them. There's 10, but I want to see if you can name five. Gotcha. Uh, Brooks Kepka. Yep. Uh, Rory. Yep. Jordan Spieth. Yep. Um, Justin Thomas, has he won another one besides yesterday? Yep, he won two PGAs, so yep, that's four. Uh, There's four under 50 majors, under 50. Um, Let's see. Is John Rahm won two, or has he just won one? Just won one. Sergio's just won one, correct? Just won one, yep. And he's under 50, I imagine. 
Um, under fifty. Is Tiger fifty yet? Tiger Woods is one of them. He's forty-seven, oh, I believe, or forty-eight. Okay. I thought you were going to forget him. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I, I was thinking, is he fifty? Is Phil fifty yet? Yeah, he turned fifty last year when he won okay. the PGA Championship. Gotcha. So there's uh, four guys you haven't named. You've named six so far. Four guys under fifty. Um, I don't know. Dustin Johnson. Oh, should have got him. B- Bubba Watson. Oh, should have got him. Played on a torn meniscus, too. Zach Johnson? I almost said Zach Johnson. I didn't know if he was 50, and I didn't know if he had won, too. And Martin Keimer, that one I knew you wouldn't I, get. Yeah, I, yeah. Sh- I should have gotten Dustin and um, Zach Johnson and Bubba. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he did better. He did better at that than I thought he would, so I'm glad I'm I didn't dis- give you that one. Very disappointed in myself. <laughs> well, uh, what do you want to start off with? Do you want to start off um, with some golf talks, some yeah, NBA talk? Well, we can talk some golf. I admittedly did not watch a single second of golf this weekend, so you're going to have to carry this one. It was an interesting uh, PGA Championship. You know, it was. It started off with your boy, Rory, came out yeah, hot yeah, out of the yeah. gates on Thursday. It's like, all right, this is what he needed to do. Um, and then he kind of just, especially on the weekend, just didn't really put it together, except yesterday he hit the ball great, but he couldn't get a putt to fall. I mean, if he makes a couple putts, he's right there in the mix at the end. It was bizarro world, Rory, where he plays he plays well the first two the first two days and then uh, sucked on the weekend. Yeah, it was uh, quite the opposite of what he's been doing for the last. Geez, I don't know, I don't know how long, but uh, yeah, going into yesterday, a guy a lot of people uh, probably aren't familiar with. He was a silver medalist last year at the Olympics. Uh, Mito Pereira from mm-hmm. Chile. He was at nine under par, three stroke lead on the field. And, uh, you know, when it comes to sports, it's, 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 it's always kind of uncomfortable to see choke jobs happen mm-hmm. or collapses, es- especially, especially when it's individual sports. Yeah. And that's exactly uh, what happened to him. I mean, yeah. he was going into the 18th hole. If he pars, he wins. Um, of course the group up front of him was playing too. So it kind of mattered what happened with them, but it looked like, okay, if he bogeys, he's at least in the playoff. And he double bogeyed because he hit his drive in the water. I mean, the mm-hmm. worst swing he could put on it. And then he uh, got his third, went over the green, chipped on. Uh, his fourth went through the green. And then he missed the fifth putt from the fringe and uh, ended up costing himself quite a bit of quite mm-hmm. a bit of moolah, quite a bit of dinero, quite a bit of money, if you want to call it. Uh, let's see how much. I had this earlier today on my phone. Uh, he would have won $2.7 million if he got a par on the 18th hole. Instead, with his double bogey, he got a tie with Cam Young, and he made 870000 Still a great payday, don't get me sure. wrong, but yes. he lost $1.83 million on that last hole. Can you imagine how he's feeling today? Probably didn't sleep well last night. Oh, I'm sure he didn't. Probably didn't sleep well. I, I had never heard of him. Um, has he been in contention before anywhere? Um, I know he didn't, hadn't had a tour win. Like I said, he was a silver medalist in the Olympics, mm-hmm. but I wasn't real familiar with him until this weekend either. Um, How old yeah. is he? He's pretty young. I mean, I mean, you got to think he's going to be back there, but shooting five over par yesterday um, doesn't, doesn't sit well with you. I can't. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, Justin Thomas entered yesterday seven strokes back, two under par, wasn't doing too much in his round and got hot at the end, ended up shooting three under par. 
makes a uh, big putt on the or missed a putt on the last hole that a lot of people thought he needed that to maybe potentially get in a playoff. But it ends up he got in a playoff with Will Zalatoris, who was the leader after after uh, two rounds. And uh, Zalatoris shot one over par yesterday, made a huge par- putt on the last hole, which he needed to get into the playoff. So the PJ Championship, how they do their playoff, it's three holes. Mm-hmm. So Justin and Will both birdied the first one. The second one's a reachable par four. Justin drove the green with a fairway wood. It was like 306 yards. Zalatoris did not drive it. Zalatoris ends up getting par. Justin birdies. And then on the last hole, um, Justin, uh, I think he got a par. And then uh, Zalatoris, I think, parred or bogeyed. It didn't matter. Justin ended up winning winning a three-hole playoff, winning his second PGA Championship. And I was reading this morning. He now has – he's 29 years old. His career earnings is almost $50 million. Wow. Yeah, he's he's won – I mean, only two majors, well, 2017 PGA Championship and this one, but he's also won a players. He's won a lot of other big non-major events. And the crazy thing is coming into this major, he had, he'd had only one top 10 in the majors in like his last 10 attempts. He wow. wasn't playing good in the majors, and it just it just clicked for him yesterday when needed, and it was tied for the third largest comeback in major history, seven strokes. That's crazy. What's the, what's the largest? Ten, uh, and, uh, and I think ninety nine or two thousand uh, Open Championship. Who was that? I saw it today, and I wasn't familiar with the name. Uh, but it just proves you just keep grinding. You never know. Yeah. I mean, he said he even was looking over the field the night before and uh, knew a lot of those guys ahead of him hadn't won majors. So he was hoping they could feel some pressure. And Yeah, pressure gets you in golf big time. Yeah, definitely. Especially, I mean, all the eyes are on you, and it's it's you. You, you don't have any teammates you can fall back on, nothing. It is all you, um, and I can't imagine the type of pressure they feel. I mean, especially, you know, coming down 18 when everybody's there or in the playoff, which mm-hmm. is you and your, the other guy yeah. and you know, everybody's watching. But it it made – it was a good PGA Championship, I thought. It was a good major. You know, for, coming into yesterday, I'm thinking, this is going to be the Masters all over again with somebody just runs away with it. But it was mm-hmm. drama-filled, and that certainly wasn't the case. I mean, it was drama-filled over all weekend. You had Tiger Woods, grind, scratch, claw, battle to make the cut. And then just look awful Saturday. Shot a nine over 79, which was his third highest score ever in a major. His <laughs> knee was just, it's in bad shape. It was, I mean, I'm not even a Tiger Woods fan. And that was uncomfortable to watch. And in the darn TV cameras show every single shot of it. Every single shot. If yeah. anybody else is playing that bad, maybe, maybe Jordan Spieth, because they showed a, quite a few of his when he was playing bad over <laughs> the weekend. But anybody else, they don't show that many shots of. And I, I'm not optimistic that tiger plays in the u.s open next month um because the u.s open i mean they make that course as tough as possible the rough's extremely mm-hmm. high that's not gonna be easy on your knee uh maybe he just needs to take time off and try to play the open championship in july because it's at saint andrews and everything but i honestly jay man i just don't know if we're ever going to see tiger be able to play 72 consecutive holes of golf ever again yeah um and we've said it before he's lucky to be walking or even alive at absolutely this um, so yeah, I mean, he, he's tried his best to get back. And of course he wants to play in the majors and all of that. Um, but he's got to start thinking about his knee, uh, more so than his career. He's want, he's, he's made a billion dollars. Oh like yeah. It's not like he's, he's needing money. Um, no. so I, can't I mean, he's only 47 too. It's I mean, crazy. what he, what he does on the golf course still to even make the cut 
after what he went sure. through that horrific crisis. Unbelievable. I mean, the guy, he's just built on like any athlete really I've ever seen, or at least mm-hmm. definitely any golfer. Um, and he's good for the ratings. I get that, but it was, it was just hard to watch Saturday. And yeah. I wasn't surprised that he withdrew Saturday night. Yeah. Um, round. He, he was looking at maybe even a dead last finish yeah. of the guys that made the cut. So yeah, he darn near did that. The masters yeah. too. So, uh, but Scotty Scheffler, speaking of the masters, defending champ, um, defending major champ didn't make the cut this weekend. Dustin Johnson didn't make the cut. Dustin Johnson's not having a very good year. Uh, Brooks Kepka made the cut, but didn't do much. Um, I mean, a lot of the big names were just not in contention this weekend. I mean, you look over the, the top 10, Justin Thomas wins, Wills Altor second, Cameron Young and Mito Pereira tie for third, Tommy Fleetwood, Chris Kirk tie for fifth and Matthew Fitzpatrick, Roy McRoy eighth, Brandon Steele and Tom, Hoagie tied for ninth as an Abraham answer and Seamus Power. And then you got Terrell Hatton, Justin Rose, Cameron Smith, Xander Schauffele, Davis Riley, Lucas Her- Herbert, Max Homa, all tied for 13th. So, I mean, mm. that's not that's not your yeah. who's who of golf by any not, means. Not a bunch of household names. No. I will say that this is now the second straight major that I have booked Rory, and he is finishing the top 10. Which yeah, it's coming. It's coming, J-Man. It's, it's going to happen. Yeah, he he shows flashes that he's still Rory McIlroy. I mean, mm-hmm. I know he was jokingly holding his son in the media center on like Wednesday, I think, and it was a picture of him hoisting the trophy in 2014. And he said, "That's when Dad was actually good." He was over <laughs> saying, so you know, it's eating him up a lot inside because mm-hmm. he's 33 years old. I mean, these guys are getting old. I mean, age doesn't slow down for anybody, and and, and golf just keeps getting all these young guys who are really really good. Yeah. I mean, Will Zalatoris, it's only a matter of time before he gets a major. Mm-hmm. I and mean, what he's done in his first 10 career major starts are pretty incredible. Um, so golf's in a good spot, but I don't I don't know who, if anybody, can become golf's next superstar. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, they've had the Tigers, <clears throat> and then even Spieth, to an extent, um, was the superstar. But, uh, yeah, you just – I don't know if we'll ever see that no. level again. I mean, it looked like it was going to be Rory after 2014. It looked like it was going to be Spieth. I mean, they've had good careers, but they haven't accomplished as much to date as everybody thought they would probably. Right. I mean, nobody's going to get Tiger level, but even if yes. they could get as many majors as Phil or something. Yeah, Spieth, um, Spieth did it all super early, yep. so you're expecting him to continue it, and it just right. hasn't happened. Um, and, no. of course, there, there's a – there's a little bit of luck involved with that as oh, well. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Everything has to go perfectly right, and it just hasn't yep. gone that way for him. Yep. I mean, it's good breaks and bad breaks. I mean, more times than not, PGA tournaments won by like a stroke or in a playoff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's incredible. I mean, there's not a lot of separation between the guy ranked number one in the world and the guy ranked 100. There really oh, isn't. Yeah, not much. Um, um, I was happy to see Ricky Fowler make the cut this weekend and tie for 23rd. So... Uh, if his putter could have got going over the weekend, he hit it well enough. He just couldn't make a putt. But a lot of guys hit it well enough and just couldn't make a putt. Mm. But I think his game's starting to head in the right direction. I mean, it's nice to just see him make back-to-back cuts in tournaments. And he's playing again this week in the Charles uh, Swab Challenge down in Texas. So we'll see if he can maybe get in the winner's yeah, circle. At least he's making cuts again because it had been a minute since he's oh, yeah. consistently I mean, done that. Even. He's not in the U.S. Open field yet. He's got a qualifier on June 6th. Um, he had that last year and didn't make it. So hopefully maybe he'll make it through the qualifiers this year. 
Um, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, the next major will be uh, Father's Day week and yeah. weekend of uh, the U.S. Open. I mean, it's uh, incredible. We're already halfway through the majors, and I think yeah. there's only like 13 or 14 golf tournaments left for the calendar year. Wow. So while, while it's like I'm looking at the FedEx Cup point stands, I'm like, it's early. It's not really early. It just feels like yeah. that because you yeah. got to think the new season starts in October every year now with the wraparound. So it's uh, – but it was a it was a fun tournament to watch. As a golf fan, I got to think even some non-golf fans probably um, appreciate the drama because uh, playoffs People are like fun. Drama, yeah. Playoffs same, are fun. Same reason non-college basketball fans tune into the NCAA tournament, right? And all that, so right. And then Phil Mickelson, of course, was in the headlines all week uh, since he wasn't defending his uh, PJ Championship. And who knows if we'll see Phil in twenty twenty two or not? I, if I had a guess, I would say probably not. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know, it was just too bad. He should have been celebrated this week. Mm-hmm. And um, I wonder if he'll even play in any PGA Tour events at all. Yeah, I would. I would guess no right now. But uh, yeah. we'll we'll see. We'll see. I think he'll come back eventually. It's just got to be on his own terms. Yeah. So and 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 Phil was still kind of in the storylines over this weekend though because his former caddy uh, before they had a split and he got with his brother, uh, Jim's bones, Jim Bones Mackay is on Justin Thomas's bag now and won a major, oh. his first career major caddying without Phil. So oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That was uh happy for bones. <clears throat> Seems like a real good guy. He was on the NBC part of the NBC crew the last two years. And Justin got him off the crew late last year and got him on the mm-hmm. bag. So cool. Nice little payday for him too, as well. Cause caddies usually get 10% of the winnings plus whatever their player wants to give them, if any additional. So he made out pretty good yesterday. So, but I, I don't think I have any more final thoughts. Um, it was I'm already looking forward to watching the U.S. Open next month. <laughs> uh, what you want to talk about now? You want to talk some NBA here? <clears throat> yeah, NBA uh, conference finals rolling on tonight's game mm-hmm. four between the Heat and Boston Celtics. Uh, the Heat have a two-one lead in that series. Uh, road teams are getting it done so far. Yeah, um, two out of three games at least, and then. Um, we got uh, um, the Warriors in a 3-0 lead over Dallas. Yep. I think Dallas is hooked, lined, and sinkered. I think they're done. Yeah, yeah, I think they're done as well. I think I said last week I'll give Dallas the benefit of the doubt and say it goes six, although I wanted to say it goes five. Um, I don't think it goes more than four, to be honest. I think Golden State wraps it up. Um, yeah. For a team that's – Separated by only one game in the standings. I mean, the Warriors went 53 and 29, Dallas went 52 and 30. Um, the gap is pretty massive between those two right now. Well, it's interesting you say that because my dad sent me a text message right when we got on air. He said uh, the Mavericks have three first round picks on their team. Doncic, Green, who hardly plays, was number 18, and Bullock was number 25. Golden State has nine first rounders, including six picked in the first 14 picks. The the only non first rounder in Golden State's first 10 players is Draymond, who went 35th. Just the reason why Golden State. Yeah, Draymond was. Yeah. Yeah, they're um they're pretty stacked. Even I mean, they have those two down years and they still get to draft a Jordan Poole, you know, who's averaging eighteen points a game this year, and they still gotta draft a James Wiseman who's who's not playing, but um Right. Yeah, they've they've been pretty fortunate. And then they've they've hit on their first round picks too, because some teams don't do that. I mean, they've they obviously hit on Steph Curry, hit on Clay Thompson. And and those guys weren't even consensus like these guys are for sure lottery picks even. Um Right. 
So they've they've gotten pretty fortunate. And then getting a Draymond Green, who's a six-time all-defensive player, a great passer. Um, they've had some luck to that as well, which, I mean, a lot of it is luck when it comes to the draft. Sure, sure. And, um, you know, I, I watch, I've watched actually more NBA, especially the Western Conference Series than I have all year. Um, <clears throat> I flipped it on, I think it was second quarter when Dallas was up 19 in game two. Mm. And I'm watching that, and I was watching it with my cousin's husband. And Golden State just kept clawing. And I even said, when they got down like 14, I said, Golden State's going to win this game. I could just tell momentum was go- starting to go that mm. way. And even after Luka hit that ridiculous long three right before half, it just felt like Golden State was just in, just primed to make a run. Draymond goes out of the game. Golden State plays better when he's out. <laughs> Start hitting threes. And, man, it flipped. And they end up winning pretty comfortably at the end. It was just yeah, right um, when Dallas lost out. I'm like, this, this series is over. Yeah, it's it, it's like the doubt crept into Dallas's mind. Right. I'm like, oh, crap. Here we yep. go. Uh, just giving Golden State any sort of hope. You never want to give any teams any sort of hope, but especially a team like Golden State who's been there and done that and won all these championships. You give them any sort of glimmer that they could possibly win, and they're going to take advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think yeah, – I don't, I don't think Dallas even gets one tomorrow night. I think it's over. No. Or it's 4-0 over. I agree. I think uh, – yeah, I think Dallas loses. And uh, Golden State moves on to the finals again, uh, first time in a couple years. But yeah, uh, but I still have Warrior fatigue. Really, I mean, they're fun time. to watch. Don't get me wrong; <clears throat> they are fun to watch. But I'm like, I don't. I yeah, I, I really was, want Dallas to win. I don't. I don't even care for either Eastern Conference team that yeah. much. It's it, it happens in every sport. Like it does. I didn't mind Clemson at all. Like I I kind of like Clemson. They're kind of the team. Okay, they. Hovering around nine and three every year, and then they took to the next step and started winning college football championships. Can't stand them anymore. Um, Alabama, kind of the same way. They weren't that great before Saban got there. Right um, now, now I can't stand them. Um, the one kind of team that I haven't gotten overly sick of that's won quite a bit is Villanova basketball. I don't, I don't know why that is, um, but sick, sick of the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I've been there for a while. Yeah, for you, you've been there a lot longer than I have. Um, so that, that happens. And now we get golden state back. I mean, I, I don't really have Miami heat fatigue. I think I had LeBron fatigue when he was yeah. there, uh, but I wouldn't mind Miami winning, you know? No, like, we... like, like we were talking last week. I think it was, they're one of the most underrated sports franchises in our lifetime. Yeah. You think about it. Yeah. Um, e- easily. I mean, they won, uh, without LeBron they did it with Wade back in the, mid 2000s mm-hmm. and then you get LeBron and, and really the Heat haven't been around that long maybe since the late 80s yeah maybe. I think it was like 89 early they, 90s maybe they, even magic came in I think together maybe I'm gonna look that up I'm gonna um, look that up the Heat have been around yeah since 88 89 so they haven't been around that long when did the magic come um, into the league and Spolster's been a heck of a coach was the magic uh and heat like a double dose of Florida expansion i don't know it, it would make sense 89 it says um, for the magic for orlando as well so they must have come in the same year mm-hmm. uh no the magic came in in 89 90 or yeah so they they were the next year okay after and really they've had they they had a lot of success right away too they weren't good their first four years but then they drafted Shaq and penny hardaway and it turned it around quickly 
That's a good thirty um, for thirty. If you haven't watched, it. I just watched it the other day on the on the ninety ninety magic. It. Oh, it's yeah. really good. It's you you walk away, huh. you're like, how did that team not win more? With Shaq and Penny, and and Shaq wanted to stay in Orlando, and Orlando screwed it up. He goes to L.A., Penny blows out his knee, and the rest was kind of history. A lion, I great Nick Anderson missed a bunch of free throws in the finals. That might have been different, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those man, it's it's fun to go back and watch the nineteen nineties NBA, even though the the Bulls dominated. I mean, the Knicks were good, the Pacers were good, the Rockets were good. The Sonics, my Sonics were good. The Jazz were good. You, yeah, Utah um, was good. Yeah, there's your Sonics. Yeah. Um, I, I, I got on like a YouTube <clears throat> like rabbit hole the other day, and like Easy I, to do. I watched like yeah, like final out of the World Series from like 1946 on, I've which was kind of yep. fun. But but then I watched like the final 10 seconds of each NBA finals from the past like 30 years or something. It was it was just kind of fun to see the celebrations from you know, 1990 up until 2021. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a lot different back in the day. Oh, sure. And we're talking about back in the day and all these teams that win the finals over the years. You know, the Celtics haven't won the finals since 08, but mm-hmm. I still don't really want to see them win because yeah, they, they've won yeah, so they've much. To, and it seems like they're always been around. To, I think I said this last week, they've been to exactly half of the yeah. um, Eastern Conference finals. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> like 37 of the 74 or something like that. That's crazy. But just, just ridiculous. I mean, they are fun to watch, though. I mean, they got some players that are really fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, how can you not <laughs> enjoy watching Tatum? And even Marcus Smart, he's a lot better NBA right. player than I ever thought he was going to be. Yeah. Um, defensive player of the year. First uh, guard to win NBA defensive player of the year since Gary Payton in the 90s. Yep. The yeah, but Gary Payton went yeah. and uh, gave him that award. Presented it to him, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool out of practice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, we might know the finals matchups this time next week. I would say we do. I, Although I do believe that the uh, Celtics heat is shaping up to go seven, which will be yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know necessarily who that helps. If it helps Golden State because they get that week off, or does it help the team that goes seven because they're kind of fresh? Um, you could, you could, sure, I could but, see uh, either side of it. I mean, so far the conference finals yeah. though, have been a bunch of blowouts, really. Yeah, yeah, it's Except the, the series of the West, I guess. Yeah, the series could go, could go seven, but all the games are terrible. Like, yeah. does that even make yeah, it not fun? fun There's no watch. drama at all. Right. Right. Um, so, but here's right. what it is. Uh, speaking of the NBA, though, the NBA draft lottery was held last week, mm-hmm. and of course the. Indiana Pacers get their highest pick they've had since 89, but still not a top five pick as they're going to be picking number six. <laughs> yeah, they they cannot catch a break with that, can they? They, they cannot. Um, I'm fully prepared for uh, Keegan Murray or somebody like that, which would be fine. Um, Keegan Murray's good. He might go higher than that, though. He might. He might. It's going to be interesting. I mean, maybe, maybe Jaden Ivey falls a six, but I don't see him – Falling past Detroit at five if he's there. I think he'd pair yeah. with Kate Cunningham really well. Um I know two if he's if... plays two two guys that play zero defense but can score a lot of points. Right. Um <laughs> I you know, if he would happen to go there, that's Purdue fans' new favorite team with him and Carson Edwards. Easily. Um even if uh even if Keegan Murray goes to the Pistons, that's Iowa's new favorite team with him and Garza. So, and Garza, yeah. So it'll be interesting. I mean, the, the picks, you got number one, Orlando Magic. They've had the second most picks 
I think in lottery history behind the Cavaliers, second most number one overall picks, I believe. Um, number two is the uh, is the Rockets, I believe. Three is the Thunder. So I think they picked second last year, didn't they? Yeah, three is the Thunders. Four is the Kings. Hopefully, Jay Nivey doesn't go there. Sorry for whoever goes there. <laughs> and then uh, five is the Pistons. Six is the Pacers. Hmm. Um, I don't remember who else rounds out the top ten off the top of my head, but. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, this actually will transition us perfectly into word association. Um, it is a NBA word association. The NBA draft combine is being held in Chicago this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so for whatever reason, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to go pack back the past 15 drafts and see who the best second round pick was. Ooh, I like that. Um, that sounds so this, that, this one, I went with my heart because although he is probably a top two second round pick, him and Herbert Jones are kind of the two uh, from this past draft, but Io DeSumo. Ice in his veins. I just remember mm-hmm. him hitting shots. I think it was against Ohio State in college and always doing the ice in his veins yeah. uh, symbol. And, and he's had a pretty good rookie year for the Bulls. Yeah, he, uh, he even got uh, – he made the second team all rookie – um, and then he actually got a all defensive team vote, uh, from somebody. I don't know who voted for him, but, uh, yeah, he had a pretty good rookie year. Yeah. He was, he was the most clutch Illini basketball player I've ever seen. I think he's made a lot of teams regret passing on him. Yeah. So that's all you can do as a second rounder. Yep. He, he, if they were to do a redraft, he would be an easy first round pick at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's not. And I'm sure he's very happy with not being cause he's in his hometown, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, number two here, Kenyon Martin Jr. Kenyon Martin Jr. I didn't realize yeah, he was in the yeah. league. Uh, he was with Houston. I just remember his dad playing and being a, a pretty good role player. Well, I'd call him a role player. Was, that was, was pick number good. one overall yeah. uh, for the Nets and the Nuggets. I know he's on a few other teams, but those are the two I remember Kmart mm-hmm. playing on. And uh, yeah, he was pretty good out of Cincinnati. Daniel Gafford out of Arkansas. Do you know him? I've heard the name. Couldn't tell you yeah. anything about him. The Bulls took him and then traded him for – they trade him to? They traded him to Washington, I think. I forget who they got for him, though. Um, it was last, last year. But, uh, yeah, it was not a great second round. But he's, he's been a decent player. Um, Jalen Brunson. Solid player. I think he'll be a solid role player in the league for many years to come. Was a good college player. It was a winner in college. Mm-hmm. And uh, that always trans that, that that always helps. I think. I think when you're looking for second round picks, get a guy who's used to winning from college. I, yeah. I don't. I don't think you can. I, I don't think that can be overstated enough. I think he's more than a role player, though. I mean, he's averaging 17 points a game for the Dallas Mavericks um, yeah. this year. Well, um, they're kind of yeah, I, and everybody else. But yeah, yeah, he's he's kind of hidden a mm. little bit, but uh, yeah, he's a starting point guard there. So um, he's had, I think, a better start to his career than uh, most people thought Playing in a good spot. Mm-hmm, definitely. Uh, Monte Morris. Monte Morris. Oh man. I forgot about that guy till right now. Um, and it is, is that Morris? That's the guard and not the, well, not one of the Morris twins. Correct. That's the guard. Yeah. yeah. So he can fill it up. Um, what team's he on? Uh, I think he's with Denver. Yeah. At least he was at one point. Now that you say that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, out of Iowa State, had a good career there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Iowa State, man, they can produce some uh, some guards over the years. Yeah, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, another winner. 
Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I, it's funny. Some of these guys you're mentioning, I get confused. <laughs> Brogdon, and then I can't even remember who you just said, the point guard of, of the – Monte of, Morris. No, the point guard of the Mavericks, two, two ones Oh, ago. Brunson? Brunson, yeah. I get those two confused a lot of times in my head for <laughs> whatever reason. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, both guys won a bunch. I mean, Brogdon's out of Virginia. Right. Um, had a great rookie year, I remember, as a second-round pick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I remember. Still... I remember him from the their championship run, of course. I he he wasn't actually on their championship run. He was like the year before, I think. Okay, so he was on the team that lost to um, UMBC. Then it might have been the year before that, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> now that I think I, about it, yeah, they, they all kind of blends in together. I was thinking, yeah, their nineteen yeah. team. Okay, I nope. was mistaken. Try to put that um, team out of out of my memory, really. <laughs> uh, Montrez Harrell. Louisville. Um, yeah. yeah I, I remember when he got drafted, I was like, this could be a steal for somebody. And he's been, he's been okay. Um, yeah. He's, I mean, he's hanging around for, yeah. Seven, I mean, he's making now. a career for him. That's all he can really <clears throat> ask for a second rounder, I guess. Mm-hmm. Very athletic. Really good. Louisville. Uh, Nikola Jokic. Back to back MVP. I mean, he's arguably, he'll go, he'll probably go down as the best second round pick in NBA history. He, he might already be. I mean, he might. Yeah, might already be. I, I, yeah. I don't want to miss misspeak and yeah, forget somebody from the old days. But yeah, uh, Mike Muscala. Oh, wow, he was a hawk for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, I, I just remember him from the two K games. To be honest, I remember him being on that Bucknell team that beat Purdue. Yeah, they beat Purdue. Yeah, <laughs> Mike yeah, she's, on that she's one. an opener, and uh, that was the. Uh, <laughs> What year was that? Uh, like 13, maybe? 12, 13. 12, 12 13 season. Yeah. yeah, DJ Bird had to be the main guy. That didn't work out very Yikes. well. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton. Love playing with him on 2K. Yeah. He was a good he shooter. He could shoot. The Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. yeah. That was a that was a good second round class. They had like Jay Crowder. Draymond was in that one. That was a good uh, second round. Yeah. And he also had Plumlee, who the Pacers took. Miles. <laughs> My am Miles. Um, Boyan Bogdanovich. Boyan Bogdanovich. Another guy who's lasted a long time. Fun name mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. Uh, good shooter. Um, yeah. Hassan Whiteside. Great defender. Mm-hmm. Um, was part of that interesting, interesting trade. Wasn't Miles Leonard part of that trade from well, Whiteside to Miami to Portland? Portland, yeah. Portland to Miami. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, we all know how that Leonard uh, trade ended. He's up. not in the league anymore, is he? No. no, he's 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 made amends. Honestly, his slip up, although terrible, the dude's not very bright. Like he's he's not in it. Doesn't surprise me that he had no idea the word he said, what it meant. Uh, but yeah. he's got to be smarter than that. But no, he's he's he he's done a lot of like charitable work and made up for it big time. That's good. Uh, but yeah, I I can't imagine. He's only thirty though, but I can't imagine he signs with another team. Um, Danny Green. Oh man, he's ultimate role player. Has been mm-hmm. won championships, been on many teams. I remember watching him in the McDonald's All American game up in um, South Bend, Indiana, before he was went to UNC. Was a really good player at UNC for four years, and yeah, he's been a he's been a solid NBA player. Still, I mean, he just blew out his knee for Philadelphia though back well, a week or two ago, two weeks ago, I think. Yeah, yeah he completely tore it. So yeah, he might how- be done. Yeah, well, his age. I think he's 
34 years old. So, yeah, yeah it's a bad Good piece for, for the Spurs teams for a long time. <clears throat> yes, yeah. Uh, DeAndre Jordan. I didn't realize he was a second-round pick out of a and mm-hmm. Really good player for the Clippers for a long time. Remember when Dallas thought they had him to a max contract and then that yeah. somehow got fizzled out? I don't know what happened there. I don't know if it was an Elvis Doomerville-type fax machine situation <laughs> or what. But, yeah, uh, yeah he was uh, he was a main part of those Clipper teams. I just couldn't get over the hump. Yeah, he uh, he was a one-and-done at A&M. Didn't put up huge numbers there, so that might have been why he fell. Uh, I wonder if yeah. he was on that team that Purdue beat in the second round. And uh, it would have been the 2010 NCAA tournament. Um, Chris no. Kramer made a layup. No, he was not. Nah, okay. Yeah, Jordan was like 08 uh, or 09. Okay. It looks oh, right like before draft, it then. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, last one here, Mark Gasol. Mark Gasol. His, that's a pretty good second round pick. Yeah, that's a good second round um, pick. His brother, Pop Powell, was top five pick. Mm-hmm. But Mark, man, he was good for the Grizzlies. Him and Conley and Randolph, they had some studs and they just couldn't make a lot of noise in the playoffs besides yeah. an upset once in a while in the first round. Yeah, they had some good players there. Gay, Rudy Gay. Jeff Green uh, was a good Conley. Yeah, defensive. Jeff Green was there. Yeah, that, those were Zebo, good teams. Yeah. yeah. Mike Miller for years. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's Yeah, that's going to do it for uh, Word Association this week. And the Word Association segment is brought to you by Performer Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, they have over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. Um, do you want to do on this day this week or do you want me sure, to Sure, I'll take it. I will take Alrighty. it. You just went through a long segment. So let's see what has happened on this day in the sports world on May 23rd. Looks like a lot of horse racing. Um, oh, here's a good one. On this day, 1926, Chicago Cubs Hack Wilson, what a name, mm-hmm. Hack, was the first to hit a home run off Wrigley Field scoreboard. Man, that was a shot, That's too. a moonshot, man. Uh, yeah, uh, he, I believe, and it, this is a record that will never be broken in Major League Baseball history, but he has the single-season RBI record. Um, I forget what year it was, but he had, I think, 191 RBIs in a year, in a season. Uh, which a lot that, of that runs will, better than. Yeah, that, that won't even be touched, um, even remotely close. Um, so. On this day, 1960, yeah, for a good hitter, hack. What a name. Yeah, that's a good one. On this day, 1962, Joe Pepitone became the second New York Yankee ever to hit two home runs in an inning. The other Yankee to do it before him was Joe DiMaggio. Pretty good Joe DiMaggio there. Uh, Joe Pepitone, yeah, he was a lot of guys like, I hear a lot of people like, I think Larry David in Seinfeld or Kirby Enthusiasm always talk about Joe Pepitone. On this day in 1984, the Detroit Tigers won an NL record tying 16th straight road game. Yeah, the uh, the Detroit Tigers ended up winning the World Series that year too. That team was loaded. Yeah, that's the Road Warriors, man. 16th straight, jeez. On this day, 1991, Philadelphia Phillies pitcher Tommy Green no hit the Montreal Expos two to zero. Never heard of Tommy. Me neither. Uh, let's see here. On this day in 2003, the New Jersey Devils beat the Ottawa Senators four games to three to win the NHL Eastern Conference. 
On this day in 2010, the Chicago Blackhawks beat the San Jose Sharks, actually swept them four games to zero to win the NHL Western Conference. On this day in 2013, Patrick Waugh was named head coach of the Colorado Avalanche, his former team where he won two Stanley Cups, went great his first year, went downhill after that, and he ended up resigning. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of those situations where be careful what you wish for when you hire yeah. a legendary player. It's, it's tough to hire a legend. Definitely. Usually doesn't end very well. Yep. On this day in uh, 2018, NFL owners approved new NFL national anthem policy whereby players are required to stand if they choose to be on the field for pregame presentations. And on this day last year in 2021, Phil Mickelson became the oldest winner of a major in golf history as he won his sixth major, second PGA Championship by two strokes over Brooks Kepka and Louis Oostazen. Philly. Philly Mick. And that's going to do it for the On This Day segment, which is brought to you by Moody Woodcrafts. Moody Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated custom woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs that fit your needs. From signs to growth charts, their custom pieces make a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. To see some of the recently completed projects, visit at Moody Woodcrafts on Instagram, or you can visit them on Facebook. And for any orders contact them at mooneywoodcrafts at gmail.com and i actually have for all the viewers this week i have one of thad's latest completed projects here to show everybody it's right there it's a military sign he got done and i know he sent me various images over the past few weeks of the progress so uh for everybody that's watching there it is for everybody listening go check out our stream on um the isc sports network twitter page Twitch channel on their website itself or on the Tan and J Man Show Facebook page. And you'll see what we're talking Pretty about. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yep. Uh, this episode is brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand tossed pizza, handbread, turn one, seafood, craft beer, or a handcraft cocktail, The Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing is located on beautiful Lake Mansell, focused on freshness and quality. You can wash down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitow in their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether we boat or wheels, the Dam Landing is a place to be located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. Yes, beer garden's open. I see they are going to be open on Memorial Day. Um, open nice. at 11, 11 a.m. Mm. till question mark, so... Mostly, mostly everybody's got the day off Monday for Memorial Day. So mm-hmm. uh, go get yourself some uh, damn good pizza or burgers or whatever you want. Everything's good there. Yeah, they, they got some. They got some dang good food there. Um, and 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 while we're talking about Memorial Day programming, note we will still be live mm-hmm. next Monday at six thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes, so please will. join us. The two worst teams, in my opinion, in the National League are playing as we speak. In Cincinnati, the Chicago Cubs and the Cincinnati Reds. What score? Two horrendous teams. They're in the bottom of the second right now. There's no score. Mm. Um, but the Cubs, fresh off winning, I think, four in a row, <laughs> then uh, found a way to lose four in a row. They are 7-16 and 16 at Wrigley, or 6-16. Well, and 16, Why is it, Josh? Um, they're better on the road. I I don't get it. I don't yeah. know if it's I just I kind of one of those weird. Don't things. understand it. It could be 
the teams they're playing are better, which they're not though. I mean, they got they had to play the Dodgers, uh, had to play the White Sox, um, but. Yeah, I mean they've played in Atlanta, in San Diego, I in Arizona. I don't get it at all uh, why they're so bad. Um, but uh, they have never started this bad at Wrigley Field, and only twice the Cubs started a season six and fifteen at Wrigley Field. Um, two thousand two and two thousand twenty-two are the. It's only probably not going to affect attendance um, numbers either. Even of- it, it has affected attendance numbers. The problem is those tickets have already been bought, so. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of Tom Ricketts losing money, which is what we wanted to do to sell the team, um, <laughs> the tickets have already been bought. So it's, it's just an empty stadium with people. I mean, people have already bought those tickets. Um, the Cubs, <laughs> uh, in 1997, they started that season. Owen 14. Oh my gosh. I wish uh, J-Man was older and had Twitter back then. Yeah. I wish, fun. uh, I don't, I don't remember that at all. Mercifully. Uh, but uh, that was the that was the last time they had lost fifteen of their first twenty one uh, twenty one at home to win uh, to open a season. So uh, they're horrendous. They're a bad baseball team. Um, a couple nice things... roster about there, Jed. Yeah, nice, nice, nice roster, Jed. Uh, nice, uh, nice pocketbook there, Tom Ricketts. Um, a couple things here. Ildemaro Vargas, uh, who was a Chicago Cub, but it was just designated for assignment. He was just terrible. Uh, but his war for the season was 0.1, was equal to or better than the war, wins above replacement, of five of the Cubs' opening day starters. Uh, <laughs> so that really tells you a lot about how bad that team is. Wow. <laughs> a lot of minor leaguers. A um, couple good things of note. Keegan Thompson has been the second most valuable pitcher in baseball, according to wins above replacement. He's been fantastic for him coming out of the bullpen. Uh, he's a multi-inning reliever right now. He can also spot start. He's made a few sp- starts, but I think we're going to see more and more teams go with multi-inning relievers, especially with their reluctancy to let a starting pitcher go <clears throat> a third time through the order. Um, Cause that's when damage gets done. Uh, guys just aren't, we, we won't see days where there's a ton of complete games anymore. We just won't see years. Um, and it's, it's already started to do that five or six years ago. Guys just weren't throwing complete games anymore. But uh, now that you can have these multi-ending relievers, uh, kind of makes for an in, in, interesting wrinkle. And uh, luckily the Cubs have a good one in Keegan Thompson. Yeah, that's um, something they can hang their hat on, I guess, right? Yeah, that's, that's about it. Uh, Justin Steele, who's a young lefty pitcher for him, has uh, been fantastic his past two starts. Kind of struggled there for a while, but now he's uh, has back-to-back starts where he struck out uh, double digits, which Cubs hadn't had that in I don't know how long. I think John Lester did it. Um, but he <clears> – and probably, actually, you, Darvish, probably did it. But as far as lefty goes, John Lester is probably the last one to do it for the Cubs. But he uh, – and the good thing is he did it against the same team. Uh, he faced the Arizona Diamondbacks last Sunday – uh, struck out 11, then struck out 10 Arizona Diamondbacks on Saturday. So back-to-back starts facing the same team, and he strikes out double digits. Uh, that's a good sign, especially since they've just seen him. Um, and <clears throat> Justin Steele has only allowed one barrel so far this season, which is a better rate per plate appearance than any other qualified Major League Baseball pitcher. So he's just he, he's missing the meaty part of the bat, which is, which is huge. Get the uh, Man of Steel the, t-shirts printed. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, so they, they have some things to kind of hang their hat on. Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson. Um, the offense is terrible. How's Suzuki um, doing? Suzuki's been horrendous since uh, about like- the second week of the year. He's hitting under 250 now, um, striking out a bunch. He's not even swinging the bat either. He's taking a lot of called third strikes, which is frustrating. Um, so he's he's been bad. They've had some really weird injuries. Nico Horner runs into an umpire because the umpire wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Nico hurts his ankle, and he's been out a few weeks now. Um, sounds like he's close to coming back because uh, they, they need him at short. Uh, some fun things, though. They called up one of their top prospects, Chris Morrell. I think he's their 16th or 17th ranked yeah, prospect. Yeah, dude, that hit the absolute bomb. Yes, in his first week. career plate appearance, um, 3-2 count against Pittsburgh. Crowds on their feet. That was a cool call by um, Pat Hughes. Yeah, that, that was a really cool moment. 22 years old, born in 1999. Uh, no, no, um, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so that's been cool. He's, he's played everywhere so far. He started at third base. Second base, center field, and now tonight he's starting at shortstop. So that's a utility valuable. player if I've ever yeah, heard one. Big time, fast, athletic. Uh, so hopefully they'll keep him up. And then another guy, Brandon Hughes, made his major league debut same night. Chris Morrell hit that homer. Um, he became the first pitcher in major league baseball history to record five outs in his major league debut, with all five of them being via the strikeout. Uh, he pitched wow. in. Yeah, an inning and two-thirds, struck out five. He's the only pitcher in Major League history to do that. Uh, so that was a really cool moment. Converted outfielder, too, out of Michigan State. They drafted him as an outfielder, and I think it was the 18th round. And I don't remember what year, but they converted him to pitcher, and uh, he's been really good out of the bullpen here this week. Uh, so that's kind of fun. A um, couple other things, though. The minor league organizational standards combined – record of the four affiliates the cubs have the best record in baseball um 96 and 62 so hopefully that can translate to the major league level here uh in a few years hopefully next year as soon as next year because i can't do another year i have never been more (laughs) apathetic towards the chicago cubs than i have been this year i was mad i yeah i was mad yesterday when they won like i was (laughs) mad because i hate Watching these guys, and I mean, I'm, I'm happy for Patrick Wisdom, Frank Schwindel. Like, you, you know what? You're getting your shot at the major league level. Congratulations, that's awesome. Um, but the fact that these guys are starting every day and hitting fifth, sixth, um, it makes me mad because there's zero reason why the Cubs can't yeah. be the uh, LA Dodgers, yeah. um, being good every single year. It just it, it really ticked me off yesterday. Um, speaking of Frank Schwindel, though, um, it was kind of interesting two weeks ago, two Sundays ago, he got sent down to AAA. But they called him right back up a few hours later uh, because of they had a COVID outbreak and they had some injuries. But the interesting wrinkle to that is he got called down to AAA. He was going to drive the five hours from Wrigley Field to Principal Park in Des Moines, Iowa. But he discovered a nail in his tire. Um, so it was Sunday night and no shops were open to get it taken care of. So he was going to wait till the morning and then drive. Um, if he would have made that drive to Des Moines, he probably wouldn't have been called back up because it would have been a lot more difficult for him to get a straight flight to San Diego out of Des Moines, Iowa, than it is to out of O'Hare, um, in Chicago. So that might've saved him. And yeah. ever since he's been essentially back up, um, he, he never officially went down. Um, he's actually hit about 280 and he's hit a couple homers. So 
Maybe that was the thing to uh, get him going, but uh, it's pretty wild. Yeah, the Cubs' uh, first base situation went from one of the best in baseball under Rizzo to one of the uh, worst I've ever seen. So, yeah, not good. No, not good. Cubs are bad. Reds are bad. This will be the J Man's Book of Prediction of the Week. I forgot to do one so far. Um, Cubs are bad. Reds are bad. I don't think the Cubs are any better than the Reds, and I think the Cubs get swept in a four-game series this week. Oh boy. Yeah. You better hope not. Um, I actually am. I, I'm hoping so. I am hoping so. I want to tank this year. There's no point in winning games at this point. Is it, uh, is it so worth your phone getting blown up by a few Reds fans? I think the Reds fans are smart enough to realize that both teams are horrendous. You would okay. think. Yeah. Uh, but uh, one Reds fan has a little bit too much going on this week to worry about it. But Very uh, true. Happy birthday, yeah. Andrew. Happy birthday, Andrew. The J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week is brought to you by um, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watching for Life. Home, auto, business, renters, workers, comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. Looking elsewhere around baseball, unless you have something. Nope, nope. I was going to uh, – nope. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Dodgers had won seven in a row, and then they lost yesterday. Yankees continue to just go scorched earth on everyone. Had a bad, bad weekend, though. Wasn't a great weekend against the White Sox. Not a terrible weekend, but they went first time in a home doubleheader. They've scored only one run since mm. nineteen ninety one. Wow, yeah, not very good. They're sitting there at twenty nine and twelve, though. Yeah, they're um, fine, but I mean, oh they're yeah, they're yeah. fine. They're they're probably the best team in baseball. They got Aaron the best of the White probably, Sox last week. So yeah, Aaron Judge is probably the AL MVP right yeah, now. Right there. Um, I don't know who would be MVP in the National League. It's kind of wide open, but. Uh, the Mets, man, they're still they're twenty eight and fifteen. They're already eight games up, maybe and they and they're yeah. fighting injuries too. So yeah, they're always fighting something <laughs> each uh, other. Yeah, uh, injuries. Uh, but yep. yeah, they've uh, they're eight games up already on it's Atlanta. Kind of it's, annoying. It's getting yeah. uh, getting late there. I know it's getting real. It's getting real, but uh, yeah, that's I think all I'm gonna talk about baseball this week. So. Yeah, Indianapolis 500 before we get to the birdie bogey. It happens this weekend. It is, uh, I don't know which running it is of the 500. It's uh, quite a few. Um, one guy I'm going to be watching pretty closely is Jimmy Johnson. Yes, that's right. Jimmy yes, Johnson, yeah. the NASCAR legend, is running 12th on the starting grid. Um, had some pretty impressive uh, speeds going on last week. So, interested to see how he... He does, but uh, I I got to go with the pole sitter Scott Dixon as my favorite to win. I just I I, uh, I can honestly say I don't have a guess or not guess, but a a prediction because uh, honestly, besides Jimmy Johnson, I couldn't name Helio Castroneves. Is he still? He uh, is. He's starting towards the back, twenty seventh. But he's always I, a good pick. He's, I'm gonna pick him. <laughs> just Pablo's to, just 30th. to have a pick. Pablo Montoya's 30th, uh, Marco Andretti's 23rd, Graham Rahal 21st, Alexander Rossi uh, 20th, Connor Daly 18th, J.R. Hildebrand 17th, um, Will Power 11th, hmm. Kumo Sato, two-time champs, 10th, um, Ed Carpenter's 4th, Tony Kanaan 6th, so just some names you might have heard of. Heard a few of those guys. Should be a fun race, like it typically is, so... Hit me with that birdie bogey. Yes, birdie bogey this week. Uh, let me get back to it again. Bam, uh, help me out here again. Adebayo. Adebayo became the fourth starting center 
to lead a team in points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks in a playoff win since steals and blocks became official in 1973. Who are the other three centers? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He is one. Um, is Jokic one? No. Shoot. Um, two for a par. Yep. And you got one more guess to try one to more guess. get that. Oh, man. Um, You're one stroke ahead going into this week. I got to go. Oh, man. Uh, oh, Bill Russell. No. Please don't be Wilt. It wasn't Wilt either. Dang, okay, that makes me feel better. Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh, shoot. And Dikembe Mutombo. I wouldn't have guessed Mutombo. I should have thought of Hakeem. We are tied again. Five over four. We're terrible. (laughs) We're not very good. We're horrendous. Wrap us up, J-Man. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. We'll be back at it next Monday on Memorial Day. Have a fantastic week, everybody.